0: Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strivel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Chapter 2. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now, before we uh, study uh, right down the line, let's make some observations first about the seven uh, churches uh, and the manner in which the letters are written in uh, in the churches you have first a greeting and then a characterization of Christ then a commendation then a criticism and then a call and then a charge and then a promise now two churches receive no criticism one church receives no commendation but they all receive the same greeting they all have some characterization of christ by that i mean part of the the image the vision that john saw now christ reveals himself to each church under one or more of the figures, symbols, in which John had seen Christ in the first vision. And then there is a criticism due to the fault, whatever was wrong uh, with the church. He first commended him. he bragged on the church, uh, and then there was a criticism. And then there was uh, uh, the call to steadfastness or uh, some uh, some exhortation to the church. And then there was uh, a charge to each church, and then there was a promise to each church. Now, in the last four churches, the charge... And the promise are reversed. In the first three, uh, you have the uh, you have the charge, and and then the promise. The last three, you have the promise and then the charge. I don't know the, whether there's any significance about it or not. I just thought I'd uh, point that out to you uh, as you study. Well, now there were three. Uh, there were three great uh problems that all that these churches faced. They faced uh the problems of false teachers and false preachers, apostles, prophets. Uh, and then they then they had persecution from without, uh, chiefly from the Jews. But evidently there was also persecution from pagans in Asia Minor and then the other problem that uh, uh that troubled the churches was their uh they were they had not grown sufficiently uh rapidly enough in the grace of god to keep abreast with the increasing attacks upon the churches in other words uh, uh it's referred to in the in, in these uh, churches as spirit, the condition as spiritual poverty. They were poor. Uh, some uh, poor with reference to spiritual poverty. Others were poor with material things and were rich in spiritual, uh, uh, in in spiritual things. Uh, so, but the three things uh, uh, presented problems to the all of these churches. Now then, uh, at the beginning of each church, you have a greeting. You have uh, the expression, "I know thy works." Now that's said to each of the seven churches. Uh, this is uh, Jesus is not saying. I think now he didn't ask him. Is is there something wrong? I believe there's a little trouble down here. And, uh, I don't know, uh, are you doing the best you can here, or, or, and all of that, see? And it's not a record of that. He said, now I know thy works. And he knew them, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And he knew all seven of them. Alright? Then, the end of each, uh, promise, at the end of each letter, the, there's a, a promise, and this promise will have its fulfillment in the future. it always uh there's a, a age to come in which the promise is fulfilled uh of course uh in some uh just like uh, uh there have been in the past there's a partial fulfillment uh of some of these things. Now, uh, the Lord says in these uh, to these churches, He uh, says, "I'll come." Now, uh, it's not the coming of uh, the uh, the word that we used the other night, the Peruso, It's not His uh, personal uh, bodily physical coming back to the earth, but He says, "I'll come. I'll come in judgment." I'll come to thee, I'll visit you. I'll see to it, see. I'll come in blessing or I'll come in uh in judgment, which means uh that the Lord is constantly keeping eye over the churches, and they are uh because they're still in his hand, see. But now notice uh, to the church at Ephesus, now Ephesus uh, Revelation chapter two, verse one. Under the church, under the angel of the church at Ephesus, the church at Ephesus, uh, according to Acts chapter eighteen verse nineteen, uh, seems to be uh, seems to have been founded by uh, Quilla and Priscilla. Uh, when Paul returned uh, from Corinth, Aquila and Priscilla came with it. And when they got to Ephesus, Paul left uh, Aquila and Priscilla there, and he went on to Antioch. And after he uh, uh, and while he was in Antioch for some time, don't know exactly how long, but some have uh, figured it to be something like two to three years. Then he uh, decides to go back uh, on what is known the third journey. And he returns, and uh, uh, after having gone through the early part of Asia Minor, he uh, goes to Ephesus. And when he came to Ephesus this time, uh, a man by the name of Apollos had come to Ephesus. And, of course, had made the acquaintance of Aquila and Priscilla. And uh, he was an able speaker. He was eloquent. And he was mighty in the Scriptures, the Bible tells us, but uh, uh there was some deficiency in his understanding of the Scriptures because the only Scriptures that he had, the only knowledge of Jesus he had, was verbal, what people had told him, and and what he'd heard from uh, the disciples or, or some uh, person who had heard the disciples. So, uh about that time, Paul returns to Ephesus. And uh, he finds some of the men that we're giving us in the 19th chapter that uh, had a problem there about uh, whether or not uh, uh, about John's baptism. They they said uh, they all, they knew. Uh, Paul asked them uh, that what they were baptized in. Why were they baptized? And into what? See, and uh, of course they said unto John's baptism. And then uh, uh, the scriptures tell us that then Paul uh, went into the synagogue, and he uh, preached to them as long at, uh, as they had let him. In other words, they finally got so uh, that they run him. you know, they, they didn't like what he was saying, and they just turned him out. Uh, but that didn't stop Paul. He just went around next door and rented a building. And began preaching and stayed there for two years. Now that's at Ephesus. And then, uh, after the two years, where the Apostle Paul, uh, went, uh, on to Troas and on to, uh, Philippi and on to Th- uh, Thessalonica, Berea, and on down to, uh, Athens, and then to Corinth, visit the church at Corinth again. Well, then, When he returned, this was on his third journey, uh, and uh, he came back, and he came back uh, through Macedonia. He didn't come across the sea. He came up and visited the churches that he had planted on his second journey, you see. And now then, uh, this is the second time he'd been down there. Now then, this is when he comes back. He comes back the third time, and that's the third uh, trip that Paul paid these churches. But when he, uh, left, uh, Philippi, uh, he, he didn't come, uh, he, he didn't visit Ephesus. He bypassed Ephesus. Paul was in a hurry, uh, to get to Jerusalem for the Passover. Because he knew there'd be a lot of Jews down there, and, and he just had something he wanted to tell some of them. And he'd been trying to tell them, you know. And at the Passover, while well, he had uh, always, that was a, a great opportunity for him to preach the gospel. Well, but, uh, he stopped at Miletus. His ship, uh, stopped at Miletus, and he sent for the elders of the church at Ephesus. He knew they'd be, uh, they'd feel bad about him, you know, if he didn't, he paid, he came back and visited all these other churches. He visited them on his way down, and on his way back, and now then if he misses, if he misses them, uh after he'd been there two years, you see, and uh why well, it'd cause hard feelings probably if they anywhere like they are now, you know. Well so he sends a word to get the elders and they come and they meet him there at Miletus. Then Paul goes over his his uh labors among them and recounts his story. Uh you know, and then Danny told them, he said, Now you won't this will be my last time that you'll get to see me, he says, I won't be back anymore, I says, uh, uh, evidently he was getting pretty old, or he, his, he was, uh, his traveling days at least were, he thought was at an end. And so he goes on back, of course, to Jerusalem, and then, uh, uh, he runs in trouble, and, uh, about the, these Asiarchs from, and they are folks that's from, Ephesus, Smyrna, and Pergamus, Thyatira, and, and Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, and Heropolis, Colossae, all of these uh, places in Asia. They were the rulers. They the—they were the, they, If you got a job in uh, uh, this part of Asia, you had to get it through them. They were the boys that controlled politics. They were the boys that controlled the worship of Uh, Diana in the temple, and who, who was, uh, who operated it, and who was the, uh, the power with reference to the emperor worship. So, well, these boys just happened to follow Paul. They, they always, the Jews was always after him, you know, they followed him wherever he went to stir up trouble. And, of course, then Paul's, uh, from there on, it was trouble with Paul. Uh, about him going, about his trial. He appealed his rights as a citizen of Rome. He says, I want to go to Rome. Well, then from that on, by the final trip, his voyage was his voyage to Rome. But, uh, that was the end. That was the way, the manner, just uh, a brief review of the founding of the church at, uh, this church at Ephesus. It was the greatest city in Asia Minor. Uh, it wasn't the capital. Pergamos was the capital of Asia Minor, but uh, uh, but Ephesus was the uh, uh, chief city uh, because it had the chief port. Now Smyrna was a seaport. It was a, it was on the sea uh, and it had a, a port, but it wasn't near as great or as uh, as important as Ephesus because all of the roads. From Mesopotamia, from the Euphrates Valley, uh, came to Ephesus, and you, th- that's where it ended. You boarded a ship then to go to Rome, see. And when you came from Rome, you came, uh, uh, to Ephesus, to hit land, to hit the roads, the great highways, uh, to come across that valley and come on down, uh, toward Nineveh, Babylon, over to Persia, all of those places. That was the... That was a regular regular route. So, Ephesus was uh, uh, the chief city, and it was a free city. It was now, all of the cities in Asia Minor were not free cities. Free city was a city that uh, had their own local government. In other words, Israel today is uh, Prime Minister Begin is uh, uh, trying to uh, devise a plan that would be acceptable to the arabs uh for them to live on the west bank of the jordan river and the gaza strip uh that they would have their own local government but they would be under the overall uh, jurisdiction of israel that's the that's what a free city was that's the way rome did uh, certain cities and a free city was a city that uh, did not have a roman soldier in it they weren't permitted to come into the city, the soldiers elsewhere in these cities were there to keep uh, order. They they ruled. They were subject uh, to uh, to Roman uh, jurisdiction. You see, in all Asia Minor now, of course, was under Rome uh, as well as Palestine at this at this time. So, uh, Ephesus had the advantage of being a free city. Uh, they elected their own officers. Of course, if they elected the Rome one, well, of course uh they could uh, all Caesar had to do was say, "Well now let's get rid of him and uh, you get get another of course uh but and then uh ephesus was a city that, according to uh acts uh nineteen uh eighteen nineteen where we had a lot of uh and also the sixteenth chapter we uh, uh noticed that there were a lot of uh uh magic magicians. These fellows had made a living, you see, by uh the hocus-pocus, so to speak, and they sold images of uh, 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 uh of Diana, little little silver trinkets, and that was a lifeblood, livelihood, a cheap uh, income for the inhabitants there because see, they were on this road, uh, the ships stopped there, the roads terminated there. And, uh, boy, they was, uh, if you've ever been in these, uh, places like that, you know how, uh, how they want to sell the wares. You can't get away from them, eh? uh, until you buy something. Well, now they were selling their gods. Their little idols, their replicas. see. And, uh, then they sold, uh, charms, uh, they, they said, uh, the, the charm good, pe- good luck pieces was if a woman, was barren, why, uh, you take this, they'd sell that, and say, well, now then, uh, that uh, w- will bring life, give you, uh, uh, enable you to have children, see? And, or they had something for every, every gadget uh, that'd uh, make money, any, any, any way to, uh, uh, bring in bring in cash for the uh, goddess Dinah for the temple. And this temple was, of course, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It was some 425 feet long, 225 feet wide. And uh, and they had 120 temples, posts, pillars under. And in the center, the center part, these temples, when you read about an ancient temple, it wasn't a building that was completely enclosed and you go in out in the weather. It was just wide open, just pillars is the main part about it, and then uh they'd have a little flat uh portion over the top, uh and uh and that was just about all uh there was to a temple. Uh these pagan temples. So uh uh it was uh very uh the city of Essex uh in these temples they had uh what was known as uh uh, uh exceptionally high grade uh prostitutes and uh, of course that was part of the their worship and uh, in Antioch uh Syria, not far from Antioch, where the first church Gentile church was planted uh there was one of these temples. And they had all sorts of cypress groves around it and, and so on. And, and, uh, that's where the kings, uh, that was the kings paradise. That's the mm-hmm. pleasure ground. That's where the big shots were entertained. And, uh, it was in the pattern of observing their religion and also these festival happy glad days. Well, we have, uh, uh the background of that is, is in, is behind is in each one of these cities and it's going to present a problem uh, to these churches. You, as you study it, as you read it, you can see but uh, and you don't have to read between the lines because it comes out, but in between the lines there's still uh, quite a bit of it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.